Hi, mommies. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Messy Mommies Podcast. I am your host, Brandy. Thank you for joining me today. I sincerely appreciate you guys. Uh, mommies, hi. Hello. I have missed you guys. I know it has been about uh, two weeks since I've spoken to you guys, so I've missed you so much. Uh, my family and I took a little vacation. We went to Destin. Uh, to enjoy a wedding. Uh, my best friend in the world got married. It was an amazing, amazing event uh, on the beach. My girls enjoyed the beach thoroughly. They always love when we go to the beach. Um, so, you know, sometimes you have to take some time to just decompress. Um, and that's what we did. So I came back with uh, a little more enthusiasm and ready to, you know, deliver some great information to you guys. And then I dealt with the situation with my daughter's school, which led to the cause of the, the, the title of the show today, uh, the mommy freak out. So we will get to that in a minute. So I am sorry it took me so long to post the episode, but we are back. Here we are. Um, how have you mommies been doing? I hope that you guys have been staying strong and being positive while loving on your littles. Um, today's Thursday, mommies. Today is Thursday. So you know what that means. It's only one more day. You guys made it through the whole week. Amazing job. One more day into the weekend and then you can turn up, have a cocktail, do a date night, go out with your girls, whatever it is you like to do do that boo because you deserve it <laughs> so have an amazing time this weekend but be responsible because we have littles at home <laughs> all right so mommies before we jump into this episode let's just take a moment and take a deep breath in inhale and exhale great job mommies we all need it i know i sure do especially after this uh, past week that I've experienced with my daughter in her school. So let's just get right into it and talk about what happened and what led me to uh, to deal with the mommy freak out. What led me, what led Brandy to the mommy freak out? So <laughs> last week, uh, was it Thursday, Friday, Friday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, one of those days last week. Uh, toward the end of the week, I was home, sent my daughter to school. We had just got back from Destin, like I said. Um, so we're relaxing, sent my daughter to school. And my daughter goes to school at like 8 o'clock in the morning. At like 9.30, her school calls. And they say, um, there's been an emergency. Uh, Sky had an accident. Can you come get her and take her to the hospital? So let's just pause right there. So, you know, as a parent, you automatically go into panic mode, right? Because you don't know what to expect. Your, your main focus is just get there, but you don't know what to expect or what you're going to walk into when you get that phone call. So, you know, I'm, I immediately get up, I'm scrambling around. I tell my husband, like, we got to go get Sky. She just had an accident. Uh, they told me, well, what they did tell me is that she fell at the playground. Um, so, you know, we have to go get Sky. She had an accident. She fell at the playground. That's all the information that they gave me was that she fell at the playground. So we immediately get up there. We get to the school, um, the, throughout the duration. Now we live really close to my daughter's school. So throughout the duration, dur the duration of driving there, um, 
I'm playing all kinds of scenarios in my head, probably making the situation worse than what it has to be. But we're moms, you know, so and these are our babies. So we're thinking the I'm, I'm automatically thinking the worst. And so I'm automatically like, I hope she don't need stitches. What in the world happened? How did she fall? Where did she fall? Like what? So many thoughts are going through my going through my head. Right. So uh, because of covid, we can't just walk into the school. Right. So we arrive at the school. It takes us like three minutes to get there because we live right down the street. Thank God. Uh, So we arrive at the school They escort us into her. And immediately I hear her screaming. Now, moms, you know, there's a difference in your children's cry, right? They, they, your children, our children have different cries. There's a cry when they hurt themselves a little bit. There's a cry when you tell them no, that they can't have something or they can't do something. That's a different kind of cry. That cry is more of a whiny cry. And then there's a cry when they are in extreme pain. Now, every child's cry is different, but we know when it's real because of how they cry. And so immediately I hear her crying the extreme pain cry. So I grab her and there's her t-shirt she had on is in a plastic bag on. She had on a white t-shirt this day and some white um, Chuck Taylors. And so the t-shirt that she had on is in a plastic bag on the table, bloody, just covered in blood. Right. And so my main thing is to one, to comfort her. And because I see this blood too, I need to get her to the hospital. At the time, I don't see how bad the injury is. I don't see exactly where the injury is. I just know it was in her head and there was a lot of blood. And so um, now I have expressed to you guys on this podcast numerous times that Sky is autistic. So with her being autistic, she is nonverbal. When my baby seen me that day, she tried her hardest <laughs> to tell me what happened. I mean, she was doing all the baby talk that she could to tell me what happened. Um, but of course, you know, she couldn't tell me because she's autistic and she's not verbal, but she tried. Um, and so immediately I snatch her up, hold her in my arms, and now she's calming down because her sense of comfort is here. So now she's calming down a bit. I ask, there's five adults in the room. I asked every adult in the room, all at once. I said, guys, what happened to her? All five adults said, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Oh, I wish I could tell you, but I don't know. I wasn't there. Oh, I have no idea what happened. Sky's teacher then walks in because she wasn't in the room initially. Sky's teacher then walks in and says, I am so sorry, but I have no idea what happened. Now, I am a very understanding person. And I know that things are going to happen. It's inevitable. They're kids. Things are going to happen. For you to tell me that you don't know what happened to my child and she's autistic, that's a problem. But in that moment, I could not go there with them like I wanted to and ask these questions because I had to get her to the hospital. 
So like I said, there's blood on this t-shirt. There's blood in the back of her jeans. There's blood on her sneakers. And so just seeing blood like that, you automatically panic. Like the cut can be a nick, but that, that amount of blood, you automatically panic. So, um, they tell me they don't know what happened. Like I said, I can't go back and forth with them at the moment because in my mind, I'm like, I need to get her to the hospital. So luckily her school is also close to the hospital. So we go to the nearest hospital. Uh, we take her there. The doctor tells us that, um, you know, she, the, the, the injury is it's in the back of her scalp. So it's not, uh, noticeable. Her hair will cover it up. Um, but she will have to get her scalp glued together. So she doesn't have to get stitches because the cut is not that deep, but it is deep enough to where she will have to get it glued back together. Now, mother, mommies who had a C-section, this is the same glue. Uh, if you got glued, I don't know if you got glued or stapled, but well, glued, staple stitches. I don't even think they do staples no more. I think that was like <laughs> back in the day, but, um, if you got glued, I know when I had my first child, I did have C-section. When I had Sky, I got uh, dissolving cyst stitches. When I had Novi, I had glue. I got glued. So it's the same glue that they use to glue you back together when you have a C-section. So they had to glue her scalp back together. Um, I mean, and I mean, let me not say back together because that sounds kind of gruesome. But they did have to glue her scalp so that it can stop bleeding and that it can heal properly. Um, and so I don't want you guys to think like her scalp was just falling off her head. <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. Um, but they did all in all, uh, they did have to put some glue on it to stop it from bleeding. And, you know, one of the things for me that was, uh, it was almost embarrassing because, you know, as a mom, you want to know everything that's going on with your child, especially when they are littles, right? And so you never want to go to a doctor and not know what's going on with your kid. And because the school couldn't tell me what happened in that moment, I could not tell the doctors what happened. So now they're asking questions like, uh, was she unconscious at all? And I don't know. Uh, did she fall on the concrete? I don't know. Did she fall in wood chips? I don't know. Did she fall in the grass? I don't know. And so I felt some type of, I don't know. I just felt like, oh, uh, like as her mom, I should know these things. And because, and, and I should definitely know when it happened at her school, right? But because the school didn't know anything, they, they they didn't really have anything to tell me. And so, like I said, this happened early in the morning, right? And this happened early in the morning. So now uh, we go to the doctors, maybe probably about, I say an hour to two after, an hour or two after we leave the doctors. Now she's feeling better. She's starting to get a little bit back to herself. Um, her head is swollen. Um, and you can tell it's a bit tender. Uh, the doctor had advised us not to mess with it or touch it for six days. So you can tell it's a bit tender or whatnot, but all in all, she's doing well. Now, if I was the school or any admin at the school, I should say, I would feel like as an adult at this school, especially if I'm the nurse or the principal or the teacher, let me find out what happened and reach out to this parent, right? Nope, didn't happen. 
the whole day went by. Of course, we didn't let her go back to school. So the whole day went by, I think about eight o'clock that night, her teacher texted me and said, hey, how's Sky doing? But at this moment, I feel some type of way because this is my child and no one knows what happened to her. So I'm a little bothered, you know? Um, so I tell her daddy immediately on Monday, we are going to the school and we're going to find out what happened. So, uh, Monday comes around. Um, actually I left her principal a voicemail because like I told you guys, like I told you guys in the beginning, because of COVID, we can't just go into the school. And so, uh, I left her, the principal, a voicemail. The principal calls me back. The principal says, Hey, uh, got your voicemail. Did anybody touch base with you about what happened? And, you know, kind of let you guys know what happened. I said, no, to this moment, I haven't heard anything. Uh, this is one of the reasons why Sky is not in school. So I did not let Sky go to school on Monday. Um, and so uh, she says that this is what she says happened. So she says that now the school that my daughter goes to is a brand new school. Well, it's a brand new building. I should say the school has been there for many, many years, but now it's a brand date. They're in a brand new building. Actually, they're still doing construction on the building. I don't even know if the building should be open, but they're doing, they're still doing construction to finish the building. So it's a brand new building. Um, and so she was letting me know that sky was out on the playground playing and that she fell backwards somehow, some way on like the jungle gym thing. And she hit her head. They believe she hit her head on the pole of uh, the jungle gym thing. And so she tells me that this incident happened at 1030 in the morning. Now, if you guys remember, I told you they called me at 930. So this leads me to believe that she is kind of guessing what happened. <laughs> um, I do believe that the initial reaction is we didn't know. Um, and that's what really happened. I don't believe that they really knew what happened and until after the fact, right? So like I said, the principal is telling me like, oh, this incident happened at 1030. Sky was on the playground, you know, um, she fell backwards. She was running and all of this good stuff. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that the woman is not telling the truth because I wasn't there and she wasn't there. And this is what she gathered from the people that was there. Um, so I, I can't say that the woman is not telling the truth. What I can say is, is I just believe it may be a little more to the story is that's just what I believe. And I believe that they have had some time to put the story together. Uh, because like I said, this happened on Friday early in the morning. Now here we are Monday in the evening. So me being the parent that I am, I say, well, this is a brand new, uh, with this being a brand new facility, do you guys have cameras? She says, yes, we do have cameras. I say, okay, great. We would like to review the cameras because in my mind, yeah, we want to all believe this is an accident and we want to all believe that there were no intentional mis, uh, there were no intentional, uh, harm done to my child, of course, but you also want to make sure. And so for me to make sure that this was an accident, I need to see some cameras. I need to see, uh, the video as to what happened. So then she tells me, 
okay, yeah, I'll view the video. There definitely is video. I'll view the video. And there, as long as there's no other children in the video, then you can see the video as well. Now, if there are other children in the video, then I would have to contact the other parents to make sure it's okay for you to see this video. At this point, I'm like, okay, well, do what you have to do, you know, because I don't want to give this woman a hard time. I don't believe it's her fault that my daughter fell. So I don't want to give this woman a hard time. So you do what you got to do and then get back to me. And in the meantime, Sky will be outside of school. Uh, we won't let her go back to school because my thing is overall, of course, it's her safety, right? We need to make sure that uh, one, this doesn't happen again. And two, well, one, I'm sorry, how did this happen? And two, how do we prevent this from happening again in the future? Because one thing in, in my awesome mommies out there who have children with that are autistic, one thing that we can all say is when we trust you with our children, we really trust you with our children. And stuff like this cannot happen at all. Because one, if she's in an autistic classroom, there should be extra supervision, right? And for two, because of COVID, there's only like three kids in her classroom. So now you guys see why I'm saying, how in the world did this happen? So <laughs> she calls me back. Um, so she tells me, okay, I'll review the video and I'll call you guys back in the morning. Tuesday morning rolls around. She, call, she doesn't call us. She sends my husband and I an email. And she says, uh, basically telling us that the camera, the way the camera was angled, it doesn't show the fall. It just shows the after effect of the fall. So you see the teachers running to her. You see the teachers talking to her. Then you see the teachers uh, bringing her back in the camera frame to bring her into the nurse's. Uh, office. So in my mind, I'm like, of course, of course the camera shows that the camera is angled in a position that it does not show the actual fall happen. And I watch a lot of different crime shows <laughs> and it seems like there's like first 48, um, live PD. I watch a lot of crime shows and it seems like all the time when there's an incident that happens, it just so happens that the camera is not positioned in the right in the right position to see what happens. And it's so annoying because now it leaves me at a point where I kind of just have to trust what they say, right? I just have to trust what they say and, and pray that, you know, they are telling me the truth and we're just going to move on from here. But the whole situation has caused me to freak out with the mommy freak out in a way that I don't like because my kid's head is bleeding and no one can tell me what happened. You think I didn't freak out? I absolutely did. And of course, my husband is just the most supportive and the most calm person ever because he's always able to stay level-headed in situations like that. And I thank him for that because had I been by myself, uh, there might have been a chance I would have went back to the school after uh, Sky got out the hospital. I may have took her home, may let her take a nap or got her relaxed or whatnot. And I may have went back to the school and popped off a little bit. <laughs> but because of my husband, um, you know, I'm able to look at the situation 
a little different and give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, all in all, truth be told, they, it is an amazing school. We have had no issues with them prior to this happening. Um, my daughter's teacher is amazing. I have no, I have had no issues with her uh, prior to this happening. Uh, actually, she was just explaining to me maybe like three days before this happened, uh, we had an IEP meeting and in her IEP meeting, she kicked the meeting off and said, "Let just let me let you know this. Um, Sky is my complete heart and soul. So I know that she genuinely loves my daughter. And so we're going to move on from this and just chop it up as an accident and, uh, you know, hope for the best and hope that they are telling us the truth as to what happened. I mean, because at this point, what can we really do? You know, what can we really do? And so Sky, all in all, she's doing all right. Um, I thought it would be interesting though to just look at some statistics of children getting hurt and you know uh what are some of the causes of children getting hurt um, and according to the cdc website an estimated 9.2 million children annually uh have to go to the have an er visit with unintentional injuries right and so out of those 9.2 million 8.2 was due to falling. So falling is something that is very common with children. Um, so we can't, like I said, we, we can only chop that up as an accident and hope that it's an accident because I mean, a child falling is very, very common. Um, it also says a majority of non-fatal injuries are, are from five different causes. So one of the causes, of course, uh, being falling, falls were the leading cause of all age groups less than 15 years old. Now, for children from zero to nine, the next two leading causes were being struck by or against an object and animal bites or insect stings. And that's another thing I'm always worried about with uh, my kids is like, I, one of the fears that I have is like they'll get stung by a bee and then their whole face will swell up. And that's how we learn that they're stung by a bee. I mean, that they're allergic to bees. So I, <laughs> I know that's dramatic, but I fear that. Um, and so <laughs> I worry about my children being outside and stuff like that because I, I don't know. I'm just, I guess I'm just a worry ward, a worry ward because I hate for that to happen to them. Um, <laughs> the next thing is for children zero to 14 years old, the next leading cause was being struck by, struck by or against an object or overexertion. Now, children 10 to 14 years old, that's usually when they, you know, get into sports and stuff like that. So that makes sense. Um, and now for children 15 to 19, the three leading causes of non-fatal injuries was were being struck by or against an object, falls, or uh, motor, motor, motor vehicle occupant injuries. Because 15 to 19, that's about the age where they usually start driving. So uh, we know that you know, when children start driving, accidents can happen, of course. But they also said, uh, they also said struck by or an against, against an object. So, you know, maybe they might brush by a stick and a stick, the stick sticks them in their side or something like that. Um, or, you know, kids play a lot at school. Somebody might stick them with a pen or a pencil and 
stuff like that. So, I mean, all in all, we know that children hurt themselves, right? That's inevitable. That's going to happen. Children hurt themselves. And I think my mommy freak out would have been uh, alleviated had I walked in and they say, oh, we are so sorry, but Johnny pushed Sky off of the slide before we can get to her and she fell. Okay, that's reasonable. Accidents happen. We can deal with that. At least I know what happened. But for me to walk in and we then they say, we don't know what happened and we wish we did. To a child, for a child that's autistic, that's absolutely unacceptable. I was not happy with that. And yes, the mommy freak out got the best of me internally though. I didn't let it out externally like I wish, like I may have years ago, <laughs> um, but it did get the best of me. I was a hundred percent freaking out. I was absolutely relieved to know that she did not have to have stitches because stitches are not fun at all, especially stitches in your head. Now in my adult years, I think I was about 20, I may have been about 21. Uh, I had to get stitches in my face, like in my eyebrow. Um, and that was the first time and only time I ever had stitches before. And to this day, I still have a scar. And so when I seen this uh, gash in my daughter's head, I was hoping that she wouldn't have to have stitches because I know that they leave scars, lifelong scars. Now, I think with her, either way, she would have been okay because even if she had to get stitches, it's in her scalp. So unless she decided to cut her hair all off when she was an adult, um, when she turns into an adult, then you wouldn't be able to see the gash. But I just know that stitches are not fun. So all in all, I was extremely happy to know that she did not have to have stitches. However, I'm hoping this glue does not pull out all of her hair um, because she's scratching it. I'm sure it's itching. I can't mess. I couldn't mess with her hair for six days. Uh, I think today actually is the sixth day. So today is the first day that I let her go back to school since this incident has happened. Um, so we will keep an eye. I'll keep you guys posted. Um, I'll let you know how she does since she went, since she has went back to school. So yes, mommies, that's my story. <laughs> that's my story. That's why I had to deal with the mommy freak out. Mommies, if you guys have any interesting stories you want to share with me, if you guys have anything that you, any topics that you would like me to touch on or any questions that you would like to ask me, whether they are autism related or just mommy life related, feel free to email me. Please email me at messymomhelp at gmail.com. Again, that's messymomhelp at gmail.com. Email me, mommies. Let's talk about it here on the podcast. Um, whatever you're going through, I'm sure it's another mommy going through it. Trust me, we are not alone with anything. Um, and then also, mommies, if you just want to touch base with me about the situation I explained today and you had a situation where you had a mommy freak out, email me. Let's talk about it. Uh, messymomhelp at gmail.com. So let's face it, mommies, we are all a mess, but we get through it somehow, some way, and we make it look amazing. So from one messy mama to another, girl, you got this. And remember, do something amazing for yourself this weekend. Because, girl, <laughs> you deserve that. <laughs> I'll talk to you, mommy, soon.